0: Welcome, gentle listeners, to Grease the Wheels, the podcast. This is your host. I'm your Uncle Jimmy. I'm coming to you from the hallowed halls of the rock and roll garage. Hey, I want to bring you a podcast from the future. Yeah, how about that shit, huh? Hey, uh, you don't need to be Marty McFly to see where things are headed. Now, I want to talk about the future of us as automotive technicians. And really, honestly, I think it's going to spill over into all of the other genres of technicians, you know, all you HVAC guys and you heavy duty guys and other people who fix shit. What I'm talking about is the future is video. Okay, the future is video. And it's going to go to a point. I mean, it's going to go there. I'm just telling you right now, it is going to fucking happen. You're going to we're going to get to a certain point. And I will get to that point in a minute. But I want to start out where we are right now. Now, obviously, over the course of the last. 120 years of the automobile, the video and television and even movies and and any sort of visual entertainment or visual information has evolved exactly uh, along with the automobile. Obviously, uh, very early on, uh, movies were silent and cars didn't have tops on them or doors or windows. So we have come a really, really long way in just like 120 years or so now. Cars do things that uh, even I can't fathom. Uh, every day, something new appears in a vehicle. And because I work for a luxury high line, I see all kinds of crazy-ass shit that they do. I mean, for Christ's sakes, you can point your fucking finger at the radio and twist it in either a clockwise or a counterclockwise motion, and the fucking thing will turn itself up or down. I I can't. I mean, when you when you do that, your your finger is only literally three inches away from the volume knob. Anyway, so they're saving you probably 0.3 calories of energy by not having to reach over and actually twist the fucking knob. It's, it's ridiculous, but that is an actual honest-to-God option in the cars I work on where you can twist your finger around in it. And I suppose that if you only had one finger on your hand which I can't imagine but I'm sure someone somewhere has just one single solitary finger on the end of their hand due to a farming accident or maybe they tried to pick up an engine and it didn't want to be picked up and it fell down and you know lopped off the other fingers and so you have just one and maybe it's just a thumb who knows I don't know if it will work with a thumb I'll have to try it tomorrow on one of the cars I'm working on Uh, but there's options coming there's things coming and there's there's things that are going to happen in the future and some of them you can see coming and some of them you can't see coming. One of the things that I can see coming and and really literally I'm just telling you that all of you need to look forward to this and maybe you're not going to look forward to it in a good way. You're just going to have to look forward to it and shrug it off and go, fuck, because that you're going to have to do it. And what I'm talking about is videos. Uh, when I talk about videos, really there's no actual limit to video. You can video every component. And I'm, I'm going to talk specifically to automotive technicians now. But if you work in a different genre, like I said, maybe we work on airplanes, uh, you can figure out how to, I mean, obviously you got to be pretty bright to work on airplanes. So you can figure out how you would adapt video to uh, what it is that you do. Okay. And, and it would be probably important at some point in time. Uh, I I would imagine very important, Uh, especially if a plane that you worked on went down and they said, oh, did you do this? Did you do that? And you go, look at the fucking video, asshole. And then that ends all liability on your part. You have, you obviously know how to do your job. You know how to do it well. You know how to do it right. And if somebody questions you and they go to the video and there you are in the video doing your job correctly, then you can just give them the big middle finger. And maybe that's the only finger on that hand. Who cares? Uh, or who knows? You know, maybe 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 you got lucky and chopped off all the fingers except for the most important one, which is the one that's right dead center in the middle. All right. But I'm talking about automotive uh, technicians now. And uh, the brand that I work for has decided, and I would say it's it's a good decision. They have decided that as technicians, we should uh, do a small, short walk-around video of the vehicles as either before, during, or after our service of that particular vehicle and then upload it so that the customer can see it. Now, uh, there's some things wrong with this particular procedure and there's some things that are right with this particular c- procedure and I kind of want to lay out maybe a little sort of uh, primer on how to do this and and at least uh, fill you in on some of the success that I've enjoyed I've been doing them for about the last six months our dealership has attempted to get us to do them for the last two years uh, we have chafed mightily at it and one of the reasons that we have chafed at it is because uh, we're doing it gratis we're we're doing it's a it's complimentary. It's a complimentary video, which means it's free. Uh, nobody's paying us. Uh, it's as if the Emancipation Proclamation never happened. We are really literally slaves where we are or our work is not at, uh, rewarded with any type of uh, monetary payback. Uh, I'm very upset about that uh, because as a flat rate technician and if you are a flat rate technician, you know exactly where I'm coming from. We don't get paid to do things. And so if we don't get paid to do things, we're not going to fucking do them. And when you say, oh, you have to do this, but you're not going to pay me, then you know what? Uh, What that does is that relieves us of all standards as far as uh, whatever that is, okay? Now, let's take the, uh, let me me digress into my own personal experience with this. We have uh, a multi-point inspection that we need to perform in every vehicle. It's required. We can't even punch out of an RO unless we've done it. Uh, it's kind of a pain in the ass and a lot of us pencil whip it. I got, I can't be, you know, I, I can't lie to you guys. I don't, well, if I lie to you guys, you guys catch me in a lie and I don't want to be caught in a lie. I hate that. That's the worst. Uh, every once in a while I will pencil whip an MPI, uh, in our particular location, we only have about two and a half years or so of a solid customer base of people who've actually bought cars from us. Uh, most of the customers, in fact, early on, all of the customers were people who had bought the brand of cars that we service somewhere else. They had bought them somewhere else. And so there was absolutely no customer base whatsoever. Now we have sort of a customer base, but in only having been around two and a half years, our particular customer base who bought cars from us, their cars are still fairly new and and not fucked up yet, which is okay. Uh, I don't really look forward to customers that have bought cars from us, having them all be fucked up. Uh, just yet, you know, I mean, let's get a few years under our belt and then just start going, Hey, you know, you need this, you need that. I don't want to jinx them. And I don't want to, I don't want to say, ah, oh, why aren't you fucking your cars up or why aren't they fucking up? And why can't I make big money when you're, you know, we're still in warranty. Uh, it's just not how it works. But as a flat rate technician, uh, I need to get paid for everything I do. That's exactly how it works. Okay, if I change a water pump, I get paid for changing that water pump. If I get paid for diagnosing it, I get paid for diagnosing it. I need to get paid for everything I do except for breathing, uh, eating, and going to the bathroom at the dealer. Everything else I need to get paid for. It's important and it's vital and uh, it's a point of contention with me. I need to get paid and a sentence, and you as a flat rate technician know, and if you've never said this, you've heard it said, and you probably thought it a few times, uh, people will say to you, oh, why didn't you do this, or why didn't you do that to this particular car that left and came back because something was undone, and actually nobody wanted it done, nobody stated that they needed to have it done, and nobody was gonna pay you to do it. You know what you say? I don't get paid for that. It's as simple as it is. I don't get paid for that. You know, do you set tire pressures in the car? Flat rate technician will say, nope, I don't get paid for that. The MPI, I don't get paid for that. So guess what? The quality of the MPI is a lot lower than it would be, frankly, if I got paid for it. If I got, and all I'm asking for is two tenths, which is what, 12 minutes, 12 minutes of of an hour. You take your, you take your labor rate per hour, you divide it up so that into tenths, you know, and it it ends up being like, in my case, it ends up being something like six fucking dollars. It's like, pay me $6, look the car over you fucking cheap cocksuckers. That's all I'm asking. And now, instead of not paying me for that, what they have done now is added a whole nother service they want me to do, a whole nother thing that I need to do that they're not gonna pay me for. And that's the video, okay? So that's the downside to videos. One of the other things I wanna point out to you as a downside to the videos is that there are a lot of people in our shop who are not very gregarious and not very uh, outgoing, not very extroverted, uh, in fact, some of them are extremely introverted and some of them would rather not do this video. I think that there's a, quite a few of the technicians in my shop and probably in all of the shops that are doing this who dread doing it, don't want to do it and in, consequently do it very horribly. And you know what? If your shop's not paying you for the video and you do it a horrible job at it, they don't have any fucking basis to complain about it. Okay? You do shitty videos, fuck them. They're getting what they pay for. Really, literally, fuck them. Now, uh, as your Uncle Jimmy, you know that uh, I have, I probably mentioned it a few times before that I've been doing these videos now for about six months and they had always wanted us to do them, you know, for the last two years or so. And that's fine. They They can want whatever they want, you know. Uh, but you know, if I don't see the me, I'm not going to do it. But then they came down and said, "Oh, we want you to do it. It's inc- you know, we got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to do it, but under protest. I need to get paid for it. And I'm going to I'm going to continue to hammer them on on. Okay, but you know what? Even though I'm not getting paid for them, and even though I would prefer not to have to do them, even though that's my stance on it, I tear them up. I fucking hammer them. I have it down to the point now. I have probably done. I would say somewhere between 150 and 200 of these fucking videos by now, okay? And every week I get my pay, my pay uh, sheet and I circle all the complimentary inspections that I have on there. Which, and complimentary is complimentary of your Uncle Jimmy. It's not complimentary of my dealer. Fuck them. They're not the ones who are providing a service for free. It's fucking me, okay? It's complimentary of me, all right? I wanna make that clear. But I'll go through and I'll circle how many and each week, there are probably anywhere between 20 and 40 cars that I look at each fucking week. And I'm doing a video on every single one of them, okay? Because even though I don't like doing them, even, you know, I w- I guess I would prefer not to do them if it came right down to it. Because sometimes I forget, you know, I'm letting a car down off the list. And I go, fuck, I got to do the video. And then I bang through it. And I got it down now to the point where, and this is just a tip for you guys, I have a script in my head and I follow the script and I'm telling you what, I'm like that guy from the old FedEx commercials who's talking super fucking fast. I can get through this thing in like three minutes and point out everything on the car. I mean, from underneath anyway. I mean, I'm not really looking at the top of the engine. Uh, I mean, unless I see something completely heinous up there, there's no reason for me to you know, video the top of an engine. I mean, the customers, if they ever open the hood, and if they ever look at it, they're not going to have any idea what they're looking at. It's just not, you know, this is not 1966 where they can look in and go, wow, you got an open air cleaner on a jet and you got headers. Ah, No, you're looking at the fucking a bunch of plastic shields that are covering up a whole bunch of shit that if you saw it all torn apart, you'd probably puke blood. Okay, so <laughs> customers aren't looking under their hoods. And guess what? I look under it, but just as a cursory thing, it's like unless I see uh, some sort of rodent debris which I see quite frequently, by the way. Uh, Unless I see something like that or something heinously fucking installed incorrectly, I'm not going to fuck around showing them the top of the engine. There's nothing there for them to see. They're not going to recognize anything going on up there. Down below... That stuff's a little bit different. That stuff, uh, you know, if you if you look at a tie rod end and you see that it's all fucking bent at the end, you can fucking point that out and show the other side and go, hey, see this tie rod end? It's nice and straight. See this one? How oh, it's got a little curve in it. Yeah, that one's no good. We got to change that, okay? And that's why your steering wheel is fucking off 195 degrees, you know? But that's my thing uh, is... I don't like doing them, but I have a script and I do them. And I think, I, I think, and I don't want to break my arm, pat myself on the back. You guys probably think I'm an egomaniac already. Anyway, I think I do a pretty good job with the videos. I've had a few people say, yeah, you know, your videos are, are pretty good. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Try not to get too big of a swollen head about it. But I do realize, okay, this is, now I want to flip over from the dark side of videos, the bad side, you know, the fact that we don't like to do them, we don't get paid to do them, and some people do a shitty job with them. I want to flip over to the, positive side. Now, when we talk about making a video, what we're talking about is showing a customer shit on their car that they are never going to fucking see unless we show them on a lift or unless we take a video of it. They're not going to fucking see that, okay? They're not going to see the inside of their tires, the inside edges, unless they stop somewhere and the wheels turn you know all the way to the left or to the right they're not going to see the inside edge of their tires so if the outside edge looks good eh, tires are still good right and you and i know you I trust me as auto mechanics we all know that you can have a tire that has absolutely brand new looking tread on one side and on the inside edge it's right to the fucking cords and maybe even the fucking cords are hanging out you know, so you need, and that's the beauty of the video is you can say, hey, you know what? <laughs> this tire looks really, really good over here on the outside edge. And then you get to the inside edge and it's total carnage. It's like a bomb waiting to go off. It's gonna blow out on you. I recommend you don't even drive it out of the dealership. I don't even wanna drive it out of my bay. It's gonna blow out. And then all the other tires are like that, you know? And then, then you turn on the sales mode and, and this is as simple as it is. I said you you either say that something's good or you say it's bad. You don't have to fuck around and, and offer any kind of sales pitch. That's You don't have to do that at all. Let me just say that right now. Okay, as a technician, you just point out what's bad and you just say, this needs to be replaced now or you can wait on it even. You can do that bit if you want. I do that uh, quite often. I'll see oil leaks that are, eh, you know, they're just starting to seep. And I'll say, you know, you got an oil leak here. It's just starting out. It's not that bad. For right now, we're gonna let it slide but it's not going to get better. It's not going to fix itself. That was one of the things that I wanted to add is that sometimes you point out stuff that isn't really necessary to repair or replace right this minute. But within five to 10,000 miles maybe, within a month, within a couple of months, or maybe on your next visit, you're going to want to probably get this replaced. Okay, it builds up. I think it builds up trust really, honestly. That's, that's what I'm saying here is because... I got to be honest with you, gentlemen, and ladies, all six of you that are listening. We as technicians, as automotive technicians, we don't have a really great reputation. We have terrible PR. And on top of that, a lot of times when a service advisor has to tell somebody that something's fucked up with their car, they blame it on us. It's something that they do. I've heard them do it. You know, they'll say, oh, the technician says, like, it's my fucking fault that your tires are bald. The technician says your tires are bald. It's not my fucking fault. I didn't drive the car. I don't own the fucking thing. All I did was point it out. Why are you blaming me for bald tires? This fucking happens so fucking often that if I ever hear it, I'm just going to punch that guy right in the face and say, hi, I'm the technician. He just bad mouthed, okay? Um, This is, let me just point out that this is your car. You're the one who drives it. You're the one who drives like an asshole. And now your tires are bald and you need to replace them or you're going to be in a ditch upside down, Okay. With gasoline pouring out of the gas tank and and coolant pouring out of the fucking radiator, and you're gonna die probably. Okay, if you don't replace these fucking tires, you're just gonna die. I love to borrow the work of Ron White, one of the uh, one of blue collar comedians. He always says, "Oh, how far can I get with these tires?" All the way up to the scene of the crash, asshole. <laughs> I'm sorry, I added the asshole part. That's my bit, you know. If I want to insult somebody, but I think better of it, you know, I'll say something like, hey, are you finished? And then my brain just says, you know what, you got to throw it in there. You just got to throw it in there. So I'll say, are you finished? Asshole. (laughs) Sorry, that's just your Uncle Jimmy being a dick. Dick. (laughs) Oh, Anyway, getting back to talking about the video. Listen, the video can be an, an awesome sales tool if it's used correctly, uh, I would say that uh, all of us are, and I mean, honestly, all of us are really pretty new with this technology. I don't recall this technology existing even a couple, two, three years ago. But now you can take an iPhone, you can walk around the car, make a video and send it to whoever you want. And it's a good thing. It really is a good thing. And it does work. And And I'll tell you, the customers have responded very positively to this okay because in my particular case working on cars that we have sold at our dealership which are still fairly new I can go through and do a video and even if it's only got a thousand miles on it I'll tell them say listen this is a baseline video this is what your car should look like all the time this is what it looks like when it's new and so if you see a couple two three of these videos after coming here a couple two three times you're gonna get an idea of what something should look like. And then when it's wrong or when it's bad or when it's damaged or leaking, you're gonna be able to say, oh, wow, that does look different than the last time I was here. And then you can move forward from there. Now, obviously, if uh, if I'm doing a video on a car that's only a couple years old and I see something leaking, it's under warranty. So uh, that just lets the customer know that I care about what I'm doing, I care about their car, and that I'm gonna take care of it under warranty and I'm not gonna ignore something. Okay and that's important too. it helps to kind of actually build trust and gives us a positive p r image in that particular customer's mind and I think we have to rebuild that literally one customer at a time to be honest with you, because I think a lot of people out there with automobiles take it to a mechanic or a shop somewhere and they just honestly believe that they're getting ripped off. Something that I've said a while back is that uh customers uh, a lot of customers I don't think all customers but a lot of customers believe that they could do what we do. I think a lot of people think that they can do what we do and do it as well as we do. And I and, and I can't even convey to you how fucking wrong that is. It's just wrong. Uh, I mean, you know, people, to me, I don't go to the doctor's office and tell him how to do his job. I don't, you know, hire a lawyer to to handle some legal issue for me and then inform him that I could take care of it myself. It's ridiculous, okay? Professionals exist for a reason, and we are professionals, okay? If you think you can fix your fucking car yourself, knock your fucking self out. Go ahead and give it a shot, you know? The guys at AutoZone will tell you that you can do your fucking brakes, right? Right? But how many times? I mean, they had to ban them on the Runching Network. They had to actually ban brake posts where people put their fucking brake pads in backwards. It's like it happens every mother fucking day. It happens every day to people who don't know what the fuck they're doing. They put brake pads in backwards or they run a rotor down to the fins or some shit like that. It's like you're going to sit there and tell me, oh, I can work on my car. Yeah, but you're doing it all fucking wrong and you're making your car more fucking dangerous for you, your wife, your kids. And oh, by the way, all the other fucking people on the planet, they have to drive by you or around you or in front of you or behind you on that particular day. And then the day after that, and the day after that, depending on how long you let it fucking fester as a broken piece of shit. And That's you know I mean it's it's just a you know it's just a rant but it, it, as far as as far as the PR for what we do uh, I I think we need to we need to step it up and the video is a good way to do that really honestly because if if somebody can see what we see and we can point it out to them they can get an idea for our commitment to what we do for them okay and it's important sure it's important I mean I go through I do I do a video. I'll point out whether or not the tires are good and whether or not they're wearing evenly. Okay. If they're wearing evenly, then you don't have an alignment concern. I'm like, okay, cool. So not only are your tires good, but your alignment's good, right? So I look at the suspension and shake all that shit, because if something's broken, I want to fucking repair it. I want to get paid for putting in ball joints and and fucking control arms. I, I I don't mind that shit at all. Right. And then and then obviously the alignment that goes along with that. But I shake the suspension and the suspension's good, so I'll just tell them the suspension's great, looks good, nothing's been damaged or broken. And then I move over to the other side and I tell them the same thing on the other side. And I look at that tire. Now, here's one of the things that I did want to mention to you about the videos. Okay, it doesn't just build up uh, PR for us as technicians if if they're done properly. Okay, um, and I've seen examples of them done improperly. I've seen examples of where they are done with a different kind of a goal in mind. And then I've seen them done by people who are just absolutely, completely, and totally, genuinely in uninterested in doing them at all. And I have we have some individuals in our shop who are not they're they're just not good on camera type people. That's the best way to put it. I don't want to I don't want to be too harsh because they're excellent mechanics, but they're not fucking, you know, they're not Alex Trebek. They're not <laughs> they're not <laughs> They're just not people who are meant to be on TV or on radio. They're not. They're not outgoing. There's they're no the, the personality does not shine through on a three, four, five minute tech video, and so their videos may seem boring, flat, uneducational, uninteresting. They provide no information. They're just doing them because they've been asked to do them and, and and they're not doing them horribly on purpose. Although I would I would imagine that some people probably are doing them horribly on purpose. You know what? If they're not getting paid, I can't fault them. Fuck them. If they're not paying for them, they can't complain about the quality. That's my that's my opinion. But some people are just not gonna be good at this. They're just not gonna be good at this. And you have to decide early on. Really, you almost have to decide before you do your first one if you're going to do them. Uh, with some enthusiasm, if you're going to do them with some pizzazz even, or if you're going to just do them to get them over with, and you're going to do them as poorly as possible, and you're just going to try to get through it as quickly as you can, and, and, and you don't even really care about the quality of them. Okay, that's one thing, and 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 seriously, if you're not being paid, that's that's fine. But there's almost no way that anybody could teach you how to do a video if your personality is, is such that you're just not that kind of a person, you're not gregarious, you're not outgoing, you're not extroverted, you're not uh, somebody who could be on TV or somebody who could be in a movie or somebody who could even be on the radio. You're just not. You're just not. A, you're not an a, a entertainment type personality. Okay. And that's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Don't let them try to tell you that you have to perk up your videos. Your videos have to be more snappy. And listen, my pay needs to be more snappy. So fuck off. All right. There's just going to be people who can't do them, but then there's other people who do okay at them. And then there's different styles. Now I wanted to talk about different styles of videos because uh, I have seen a couple, two, three of them by other technicians. And I don't. You know, I don't wanna sit here and tell you that I'm an expert at this, okay? I don't wanna give you that impression, okay? This is really, it's such new technology that when I tried to uh, Google uh, for information on doing service walk-around videos, I found nothing. There was nothing out there. This is such a new kind of a thing that there isn't even like a how-to video or a why-to video or any kind of, any kind of information out there whatsoever, there's nothing. Nothing at all. So if you're looking for a primer on how to do a video, this podcast may actually be the the only thing you can find for a little while. To say that I do a good job on the videos, I, I just wanna let you know that I have put some effort into doing these uh, I realized that they have a great value and I'm trying to tell you what the value is. The value is that as a technician, it paints you in a different light to the customer because now he can hear you talking about his own vehicle and how safe it is or isn't. And it brings up how he feels about you. And it, hopefully it brings it up out of the depths. You know, he he thinks that you're gonna recommend shit because you're a greedy fucking bastard and all you want is money, Okay. But I'll tell you, and I say the same thing all the time. You probably heard it on this podcast before. In 18 years of being a professional automotive technician, the customers come back to pay me for the work I've done to their car exactly zero fucking times. Nobody is paying me directly for the work to their car. Now, if you work at home, obviously, you know, if you do side jobs, you obviously get paid by the customer. But I'm talking about at work. If you work for a shop or you work for a dealership, you're not getting the money. Somebody else is getting the money and then doling out a little, small, tiny fucking portion of it to you, okay? So if you feel like as a customer you're getting ripped off by a shop or a dealership, it ain't the fucking technician's fault. He's getting fucked too, okay? So we need that helps us to build up our own uh, public relations, our own PR, to the point where we are actually valued as somebody who's looking after the customer and not looking after our wallet or our company's wallet, okay? That's important. That's important because it, what can happen next is a, a truly astonishing, truly astonishing. People could actually learn to come to trust you. And I have found that if you state your name in a video, and I think a lot of technicians would not want to do this or don't want to do this, and I, I, almost all the technicians whose videos I watched don't do this, I do it, I tell him right off the bat, this is, this is your Uncle Jimmy. I don't say Uncle Jimmy, I say James. I I'm, I'm, try to be more of an official technician. I don't wanna be Uncle Jimmy in the shop because Uncle Jimmy's a mad, angry cocksucker who fucking <laughs> barks into a microphone every weekend for you know a half hour, 45 minutes, and then his nephew chops it up into little bits and gives it to you guys. And some of you guys kind of love it, which is crazy. Anyway, I digress completely and I apologize, but I always identify who I am so that if they wanted to, if they were so inclined, they could come back and ask for me. And let me tell you something. I don't think there's anything better than that, really, because if, let's say you look at a car and you do a video and you go, oh, look at that, your oil pan's leaking. But you know what? It's not really bad right now. So what we're going to do is keep an eye on it. So the next time you come in, it, it may be worse. And if it is worse, we'll probably have to repair it then. But we don't need to repair it right this minute. You know what that says? It says, number one, I'm not out for the money. I'm not looking to get paid a big chunk of money out of your wallet, by the way, to fix your car. I'm just saying, hey, you may need to fix this in the future. And if you offer up an estimate, as that's another thing I want to talk about, but if you offer up an estimate, then they'll know, you know, it's however much, however many dollars to fix that leak, but they don't have to do it right now. It's great, great. But if they come in the next time and you say, oh, you know what, this oil leak got worse than the last time you were here, and we really do need to repair it now because you're really dripping oil all over the planet. And you know what? The planet doesn't need to have oil dripped on it. And you know what, boys and girls, I have actually said that in a video. I say, look, you're dripping oil all over the planet and the planet doesn't need that. The, the, the planet does not need any more pollution. And and you and I, as part of our job, is to help curtail the pollution. I'm not, I'm not shitting you either. I mean, maybe you don't think about it from this point of view, but it is true our job is to curtail the pollution that comes out of an automobile and there's because pollution comes out of them everywhere tires oh my god those are the worst form of pollution and then there's uh, the the fluids okay you, you spill oil on the ground and it ruins the groundwater that's no fucking good okay and then there's the shit that goes into the air now cars uh since about 1980 or so actually it was 1974 when catalytic converters came along they don't spew carbon monoxide anymore they spew carbon dioxide which of course, carbon dioxide is scrubbed from the atmosphere by trees and plants and leaves and stuff like that. So that's why trees are extremely important. So it's your job to keep people's cars from polluting the planet. Just a little PSA from your Uncle Jimmy here, okay? Uh, but let's say you said that they needed an oil pan gasket and you'd already documented that it was leaking just a little bit before, but now it's worse. You have built up a, a sort of a trust. It's like, look, we didn't do it last time because it wasn't that bad, but now it's bad and we really need to get it done. You know, and and from there, that's it. You don't have to sell it any more than that. Okay. As the technician, you just point it out. You say, This is not good. This is no bueno. We need to repair this. It's unsafe. End of sentence. Move on. You don't need to sell it. The service advisor is that's his job to sell it. Okay. You know, he goes, Oh, I, I saw in the video that my tires are bald. Should I get new tires? And the service advisor should say, Absolutely. I mean, that's the only part of your car that touches, the, I, I I do this all the time, I make it sound simple, but the tires are the only part of your car that touches the ground, so when you hit the brakes, the tires have to stop your car, when you go, they move your car, when you turn, they have to make the car turn, they got a lot of work to do, and when they're bald, they can't do it, they can't do it, and especially if it's raining, or snowing, or if there's ice on the road, and you got bald tires, you're basically driving a toboggan, you know, and and when people think about a toboggan, they think about going downhill at breakneck speed and not being able to do a fucking thing about it. And it's like, holy shit, I don't want my car to be a toboggan. Fuck, I remember crashing as a kid on a toboggan, you know, if you're from up north. (laughs) And it wasn't cool because I broke a tooth and my sister broke her arm or whatever because there's always more than one person on toboggan. There's always like a fucking half a dozen or so, you know, it's like mass injuries, you know. And I'll tell you something else too. When you go around the car and you go to do the video, what'll happen is after you do about four or five of them, maybe even up to 10 of them, You'll develop a little script in your head, and what you want to do is okay before you know you. You'll develop things that you can say, things that you should say, how to point out certain things, okay, um, and then you will go to them and you will actually refine this. and And that's what's happened to me. Uh, if you were to watch one of my videos and then watch another one later on, they would be almost identical, really, uh, because I've done, like I said, I've done a couple hundred, and I say almost exactly the same things every time. Sounds ridiculous. But uh, it, it gets the job done and it points things out. Now, as far as uh, doing a video, I go right from the passenger front tire over to the driver's front tire. I look up at the bottom of the engine. I check the transmission and then I check the exhaust as it heads out back. Look at the driver's side tire, the driver's side uh, suspension. I look at the passenger side suspension, the passenger tire uh the brakes on the front as i'm looking at the front tires i'll look at the brakes there i kind of skipped over that um then i'll look at the brakes in the rear then what i'll do is uh look at the differential make sure there's no gear oil coming out of it then i'll come around and we'll show a side shot of the vehicle up in the air on the lift so that they can see that it's actually their car and not just some other guy's car uh that wouldn't be good and then I, then I, you know, kind of compliment. I go, this car's in excellent condition or the car's in good condition or, or maybe the car's not in that good a condition. I'll tell them that too. I say, this car's kind of had a, a beat up life. There's parts of it that are in, still in great shape because every car, I don't even care how bad it is, they come in. And there's something about it that's great. I had one the other day where the suspension was mangled. The engine was leaking shit all over the place. The exhaust was all bent up, but it had brand new tires on it. So I, 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 and I felt bad about doing this and actually had to make two videos because our videos time out at five minutes. And in order to finish up what I wanted to tell them about their car as I see it on the lift, Took me about seven minutes. So I go through and I'm looking at it. I go, ah, oh, you got oil leaking here. This isn't really bad. And or this is really bad or this isn't really bad. And then you got suspension problems here. You got suspension problems there. The brakes are low. You know, all this, the exhaust is all bent up. The rear differential leaking. And then I got to the tires and I said, well, I said, the news is not all bad. And I, I think that that's important. I, I think that people uh, would really get upset if you went through, made a video and just pointed out the shit that's wrong with their car. I mean, the guy next to me likes to do that. I, I'm not sure what his modus of operandi is. I'm not even sure he has one. But he likes to point out everything that's wrong with a car. And by the time he's done doing a video, that guy's going to wish he never bought that fucking car. And I, that's something I don't really want to really foster. That's not a feeling I want to foster. I want to foster a feeling in our customers that they bought the right car and it just has one or two problems and it's going to be back up to 100% again. I want to make him feel good about buying the cars that we sell. I want to make him feel good, and and happy about driving and and owning the vehicles that we are we've set out to uh, maintain and service for him, okay or her. You're an ambassador for the brand, you know. I mean, we're, I'm working for a high line brand. I don't want to mention the name, but the initials are BMW, and the. Uh, they want their customers to be happy, and I, I get it totally because a lot of times BMW customers will buy a BMW, own it for eh, three, four, five years, buy another one. That is if they're happy with the one they've got now, and that's part of your job is to make them happy about the one they bought now. So your videos should be upbeat. They should be upbeat and positive mostly. I mean, if they got a problem, you can't sugarcoat that. You can't. You, I don't want you to sugarcoat that. Don't sugarcoat that. Let them have it. And then I'll tell you, um, I'm going to get back to this point where I said something about the estimate, okay? But don't sh- you don't have to sugarcoat the problems, but you do have to highlight the good stuff. I've gone through and done a video on a car, and and, and listen, <laughs> here's one of the things I learned, okay? And Let me just stop for a second and give you this: look the car over before you do the video, okay? Get in there with a the flashlight and look at all the shit that you're going to be. Uh, highlighting on the video before you do the video because if you <laughs> and this has happened to me this is how I know this <laughs> it, it it's happened to me it's been and it's been bad it's it's been real bad in a couple of spots uh but you go around and you're doing a video and you haven't looked at it beforehand and you, and you want everything to be good you're like okay the tires are good the suspension's good the brakes are oh and <laughs> and anybody in the world can hear it in your voice oh he's he didn't look at him beforehand he's like ah oh, fuck the brakes are bad <laughs> <laughs> fuck the brakes are the brakes are bad son of a bitch they're right to, they're metal to metal <laughs> and you wanted to say they were good or maybe you want to say they're bad i don't know if you like doing brakes that's cool i hate doing brakes they're so fucking dirty thank <laughs> you yeah. i go home and i i swear to god i i snort coal when i fucking do brakes and i hate that that's just it's, it's, ugh, it just it makes me it makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up to think about all this shit that's going to my nose i mean for for christ's sakes uh Steve McQueen was a goddamn brake mechanic before he became an actor, and that's what ended up killing him. He got melanoma from the asbestos and brakes, and that's why we don't have the King of Cool around anymore. Okay, uh, but that's just another PSA from your Uncle Jimmy. Don't don't sniff that shit. Put a mask on or something. Keep that shit out of your nose. Oh, I hate that. That's why I hate brakes. I hate brakes because it killed Steve McQueen. But uh, moving on, I just want to say you definitely look at the vehicle. Definitely look at. The, I I did this. I did one the other day where I was looking at the tire and a tire had really good tread on it. I'm looking at it going, Yeah, this tire is in excellent condition. You got about eight millimeters worth of tread. And I rolled my hand over the edge and I felt something and it was a fucking nail sticking in the tire. <laughs> and I was like, Oh shit, this tire's no good because there's a fucking nail in it. And I had to stop and do the video all over again because I shocked myself. And when I shocked myself with something like that, I always use, you know, the four letter words that I'm famous for. I'm famous for them like I invented them. What the fuck? You did not invent them. All right, listen, uh, here's the other thing. Here's one of the last things I want to tell you about doing a video, okay? Uh, It can be a sales tool. It can be a sales tool. It can be a very important sales tool if you come across as a confident technician, if you come across as a confident person, okay? Now, you can imagine that your Uncle Jimmy can come across as a confident person because he, well, he's basically confident. And you should be too. If you're a technician, you're a a fucking technician, goddammit, all right? You know what you're doing. Use that tone of voice. This is your tire. This is your tire on drugs. No, no, seriously, this is your tire and it's in good shape, you know? And you can you can even you can even foster an attitude in your in in the viewer of the video by what you say and what you do. This is your tire, your tire's in good shape. Got good tread, it's worn nice and even. Boom. Okay. Now what you've done is you've told. You've told the viewer, whether it's the guy who owns the car or the person who drives the car or even the service advisor, if they take the time to watch a video, which sometimes they do, believe it or not, uh, you're, you're telling them that you know what a good fucking tire looks like. And God damn it, this tire is good. OK, so don't back off from that at all. Just show them and, and, and have confidence in your fucking voice and go at it. Just say this tire is good. It's got good tread and it's worn nice and evenly. This tire is going to last you a long time. Boom. You're done talking about that fucking tire and you've set the precedent for everything else you're going to say there. I know what the fuck I'm doing. Use that tone of voice. You almost got to be comical about it. I know what the fuck I'm doing. This tire is fucking good. The one on the back in the right is bad. You know why? Because you're a fucking lead foot, okay? Got to lay off the fucking right foot. Okay? Maybe you have spasms in your right foot or maybe you're just a fucking hot rodder at heart. That's fine. They're built to have the shit kicked out of them for Christ's sakes. Okay? Go ahead and fucking stand on it. But you're going to have to have a tire on the right side. There you go. You know what I mean? All right. So listen, do that when you walk around the car. And the suspension's right where it needs to be. I always say that. It's, everything's bolted down right where it needs to be and is doing its goddamn job. In a voice that says that shit is working. There's no, there's no doubt in anyone's mind, when I do a video that shit's good or shit's bad, there's no fucking doubt, okay, sometimes I will inject doubt if I see a leak or something, and it's not that bad, like, yeah, you know what, the oil pan is starting to seep a little, it's not that bad right now, I'm gonna shoot you, here's, the, here's where I get to this part about the estimate, I'm gonna shoot you an estimate for that, but you can hold off on that for a little while, it's not gonna get better by itself, it's gonna get worse, but when it does, then we can, we can take care of it then, okay, it's not gonna drip on the planet and pollute the planet and kill fish and poison our water okay and and you can even say that shit to them if you want because that's just the fucking truth i mean the truth is always going to set you free try to remember that too when you're doing a video the truth will set you free don't sugarcoat it for somebody if they if you don't have to you don't because you don't have to okay if they've got bad tires go in and say you know what this tire and i and i I use the same tone of voice when a tire is good as when it's bad i go this tire right here this is the right rear tire this tire is finished It's over. It is worn past the wear bars. There's cords sticking out of it. This tire needs to go. It needs to go right now. This car is unsafe to drive. Boom, that's it. You're done. The last thing you want to say after that is look for an estimate on that. All you have to do as a technician, and that's all you have to do, is make an estimate. You are going to make a list, an estimate, of all the shit that they need to have done to their car and then you're going to give it to the service advisor and then the fucking customer can do whatever they want. And here's the best part about that line, okay? If you go into a car... Let's say you're looking at, uh, you know, any old car. It doesn't even really matter. It's got bad tires, okay? And you go through and you say, this tire is not good anymore. And I looked at all the others and they're all bad. So I'm going to shoot you an estimate for four tires. And because they're worn unevenly, I'm going to shoot you an estimate for an alignment. Now, what you've done is you've told them their tires are bad and you want to replace them and you want to do an alignment to get it back to 100% and you're going to send an estimate. And I think that that is honestly the most important Important thing that you can say is that you're going to send them an estimate because I'll tell you what um and I haven't done it in a long time I haven't beaten a shit out of a service advisor in a long time verbally anyway that is uh can't really do it physically but service advisors get fucking lazy sometimes and and you know it and I know it and and you and there's nothing you can do about it because they work for people who are just as lazy sometimes. They're not gonna they're not gonna jump on their ass when they don't do something and or or if they do jump on their ass, they'll figure out a way to get around doing it anyway. Okay. A lot of times a customer will come in and maybe they just don't want to talk to them for whatever reason. It could and I mean there's a million reasons honestly, why a service advisor would not want to talk to a customer. There's a million fucking reasons, okay? Maybe the, maybe the service advisor is racist. Maybe the customer is racist. Maybe they're misogynist. Maybe they don't like women. Maybe women don't like them. There's a million reasons, honestly, why a customer and a service advisor might not want to talk to each other. There's a million reasons. I mean, maybe, maybe a customer rolls in and they, a service advisor goes to help them and they look exactly like somebody who did them wrong, in some way, shape, or form. So the relationship between a customer and a service advisor can sometimes be contentious, and it's not good. It's not good for business. And if a customer, and if a service advisor doesn't want to talk to a customer, and you tell the service advisor, oh, this guy needs, he needs oil pan gasket. He needs four tires. He needs brakes. He's got to have an alignment. He needs all kinds of work, which we call quite appropriately gravy work. But sometimes the gravy work is necessary work that a car needs, okay? I can't sit here and say to you that all gravy is bad. Almost all gravy is good. Gravy's fucking great. Uh, let's just stay it right now. Gravy is fucking great, okay? Especially, especially because I'm, I'm asking you people to keep yourselves above board and to help rebuild our, our PR, our public relations. Your, anything you recommend for a car should be something it needs. Don't recommend shit it doesn't need. And the video is gonna keep you from doing that because if you try to say, oh, this tire is bad and the tire's not bad, then customers are gonna be like, what the fuck are you trying to do to me, okay? But listen, all you have to do is make the estimate. All you have to do is say in the video, I'm gonna shoot you an estimate, I'm gonna prepare an estimate for you, I'm gonna put this on an estimate that you'll get to see. Because then what happens is, if the customer sees that video, because sometimes they don't get the video, maybe they're not computer savvy, maybe they don't have an iPhone or or even a good Android phone, and maybe they're not gonna get the video until later, or maybe they don't get the video at all, okay? But if you say in your video that you're gonna send them an estimate, they should look forward to getting that estimate. And if your service advisor doesn't want to tell them that they need stuff and they just try to give them their car back without telling them they need anything, which happens, unfortunately, <laughs> all the fucking time. And the customer leaves and maybe they see the video later and they say, oh, they should have sent me an estimate. So then he can call up that service advisor and maybe that guy's a jerk. Maybe he's not most service advisors aren't jerks that just that's me standing up for service advisors. You won't ever hear it again, folks, but uh, <laughs> maybe they call up and say hey uh did the did the technician uh, make a make an estimate for me for the repairs that I, I needed on my on my car and the advisor will have to go, oh oh uh, yeah, yeah, he did And then they'll be like, well, why didn't you give me that estimate and and if they want, they can do an uncle Jimmy and go asshole <laughs> why didn't you give me the estimate for that car Dick. Oh, well, it wasn't ready when you had to go. and Because believe me, I tell you what, they've got a book up there of a million and one excuses for not doing something. And they'll fucking go right to page one. Oh! And, and then and there's a whole chapter on there of shit they can blame on the technician. Trust me, it's in there. There's a book. If there isn't a book, one of you guys can go out there and write a thousand and one excuses for, a service advisor doesn't have to do his fucking job right, and 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 chapter two is because the technician didn't do his job right. A technician didn't do this, or the technician did that, or we don't trust the technician, or the technician is wrong, or the technician is stupid. It goes on and on, and that's a really honestly a source of uh, for a whole. That's a source for a whole other uh, podcast, boys and girls. You'll you'll probably hear that one in the future because I just thought that one up. But uh, <laughs> and that's how ideas are born. Let me get back to the video though. Okay, so if you tell the customer in a video, and I don't care if the car's got a thousand miles or five thousand miles on it, whatever, really, about the only thing on a car that's still in warranty that would not be covered in a warranty is the gasoline and the tires. So if they if they're fucking the tires up, and believe me, we have M cars at BMW, and M cars are built to have their asses handed to them on a track. Most of them, anyway. I mean, who would take a X5 M to a track? But I'm sure it's been done. But, uh, but. The thing with the tires on a BMW is that they provide excellent traction, and I even say this in a video. I go, I go. These tires are excellent for traction, and they're good for driving around corners and 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 sticking the car and not having it slide off from underneath you. Unfortunately, the tires are soft and it wears out quickly. So even though you only have ten thousand miles on your vehicle, you need tires, and everybody in the world knows the tires aren't warranty. Although some people have to be told still, but. Um, so, you know, you could go in and do a video on a car that, that they've only owned for a month and they've got 10,000 miles on it and they kicked the shit out of the tires and you go in and you show them in a video and say, see, this is your rear tire. See these little silver things here. These are called cords. This is what the tire is made out of. So you have worn this tire down to the skeleton and it's got to go because otherwise it's going to blow it on, on you on the highway. And, uh, you're, you're going to have trouble controlling it with only three good wheels on it. And then if the service advisor doesn't tell them or and they don't, you know, they don't know otherwise and then they get your video, i like, mean, hey, where's my fucking estimate, asshole? So that's one of the things that, that, that's one of the best things that you can do in a video, honestly, is uh, point out what's good and let them know that it's good, okay? So they don't have to worry about it. Then you point out what's bad and you tell them you're gonna send an estimate. And that's all you have to do. You don't have to explain to them how or why something's bad. You don't have to explain to them that it should be covered under warranty or that it should not be covered under warranty. You don't have to do that. That is not your job. Your job is simply to say, this tire is bad. I'm gonna send you an estimate. Move on. Go to the next thing. Go to the suspension. Go to the brakes. Go to the exhaust. Go to the side of the car. You know, show a dent. I don't care. It doesn't really matter. I mean, if you're, you're looking up the side of a car, you go, this car is in excellent condition and it looks really good. Oh, you got a little dent there. Maybe shopping cart, something happened there. And then you can move on. You can move on. You can make little snide comments like that. I do that all the time. I figure to myself personally, and I mean, I know that you don't have any trouble imagining this, but if I do a video, there's just a tiny bit of jackassery in every video, you know, just something goofy, you know. Whether I uh, display the uh, oil drain, because our oil drains have have names; they're called. Uh, <laughs> it's dumb. They say "oil king" on them, and they're the best drains in the world, as far as I'm concerned. I've worked with every kind of oil drain there is, and and this is the best one. It holds a fucking shit ton of oil, and when it's full, you know it right away, and it doesn't spill, and it's 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 got a good center of gravity so it's really hard to knock over and it just does the job and and I like to just point out in the video say hey me and the my and I use the proper grammar myself and the oil king or the oil king and I are changing it which I think is funny the oil king and I the oil king and I are changing your oil here and uh, he has the hardest job in the shop because he's collecting the oil so we can recycle it which is a goofy little thing to say, but it lets the customer know that the oil that was in their car is, oh, by the way, toxic and full of carcinogenics, and we're gonna recycle it. Now, as far as the video goes, I suggest, uh, and, and because nobody has really, really put this out there, okay, at all, uh, there's there was no instructions on it. The uh, uh, We had a little tiny video that they showed us uh, and they showed us a few examples of good ones. They showed us a few examples of bad ones. I figured out how I wanted mine to, to look, how I wanted them to sound. And like I said, I think I do a pretty good job. I wouldn't hold them up as an example just because of the chicanery that goes on in them sometimes. I don't know if some people can or can't pull that off. Uh, I definitely do not swear in the videos, so it'd be hard to tell if it was me. <laughs> oh, Uncle Jimmy, you say fucking shit a lot. Yeah, I know, but what, you know that's how technicians talk sometimes what I mean. Sometimes that's how technicians talk all the time. goddammit. it. Listen, uh, so if you're doing a video, uh, try to have a little enthusiasm, try to get the customer to, to uh, feel confident in you and your voice and, and the things that you're showing them. Uh, you don't have to explain to them how or why anything happened. Just show them that it has happened and then tell them you're going to send an estimate. Okay. Tell them you're going to send an estimate and get it down to the point where you can do them in under five minutes. Okay. Because, uh, you know, anything over five minutes, unless the car is really heinously fucked up, Uh, It's not necessary. Just point out the good shit and move on quickly, okay? And point out the important stuff. Uh, Myself, personally, the... uh the uh, order in which I do it, passenger front tire, passenger suspension, driver's side suspension in the front, driver's side tire, then the brakes. Then I look at the engine from underneath to see if anything's leaking. Then I look at the transmission, make sure everything's good there. Sometimes there's water dripping out of the vehicle uh, by the transmission because it has an evaporator drain right there. You let them know that when you see water there, that's a good thing. That means the AC is working properly. Then you then you look at the exhaust. You get back, you do the passenger side, or the, excuse me, the driver's side tire, Then uh, you do the driver's side suspension. You go over to the passenger side, do the suspension and tire on that side, and then the brakes. And then you look at the differential real quick, and then boom, you're pretty much finished. And then to close off the video, what I like to do, and and you can do it if you want, or if you don't want to, that's fine too. I always let them know what other things I'm going to do for them, which is part of the service that I'm doing right now. I always tell them I'm going to top off all of your fluids or at least I'm going to check to make sure they're topped off, but uh, that that is part of topping them off. If they don't need it, then you don't fuck with it. But if they need it, you will top them off. And then also I mentioned that I am going to adjust the tire pressures because I'll tell you something, and this is another PSA from your Uncle Jimmy, and it's going to be the last one, hopefully, because we're getting towards the end. Uh, people don't check their tire pressures. They just don't do it, okay? This was the whole problem with the Bridgestone tire thing on the Ford Explorers back in the fucking early 2000s is these fucking people would take these Explorers and they would load them up with shit and they'd hook up trailers to them and they had 20, 22 pounds of of air pressure in a tire and then they would fucking wonder why they blew out what a bunch of dumbasses holy shit and and what I always say my famous statement is hey you know what you can check your tire pressures a little more often than never so that's why we have to have tire pressure monitors because the government's like, hey, nobody's going to check their tire pressures. We're going to have to at least remind them. And then what ended up happening was it sh- instead of having a picture of a tire light, it should just say, go to your dealer and bug them to set your tire pressures or what it should say, because that's what happens. But I always tell them I'm going to set their tire pressures because customers don't set them themselves. And I know why. Because back when I was a kid, you could go to a gas station and they had an air compressor and they had a hose outside. And even if they were closed, the air compressor was still on and you could fill up your tires. But shit, that was the 60s and the fucking 70s, ladies and gentlemen. That shit's so fucking long gone, you know. Now you go to a gas station... And they don't have a garage there. They don't have an air compressor. They just have a little box. And you got to stick money in the fucking thing. Who the fuck wants to do that? And how many times is it broken? Uh, Let's say 90% of the time it's fucking broken. And then you pull up your car and the hose is only long enough to to fill up the two tires on the one side or the front tires or the back tires. But not all four of them. It's not long enough for that. Because if it's that long, somebody's going to chop it off and take it home. So, the the cable the hose is too short and it costs money. It's like they're not going to do it. They're just not going to do it, especially in the winter, which is when they should do it more. I think personally if I had a gas station, I'd buy a big compressor, hook it up, turn it on all the time, and run a hose out to the pumps so that they could put air in their tires without having to move their car away from the gas pump. Yeah, maybe it would make people take longer at the pump, you know. But, hey, uh, you'd set your tire pressures and you'd actually use less gas and you'd have to come to the pumps less often that's that's the last of that PSA okay but let them know let your customers know what you see let them know you're going to send them an estimate and let them know what else you're going to do for them you know topping off the fluids and checking the tire pressures and then you're going to get them out of there you're going to get them back on the road again just let them know that's all you have to do for the video you don't really have to do anything other than that you don't have to you don't have to explain anything You don't have to tell him if it's under warranty or if it's not under warranty. You don't have to do any of that stuff. That's a service advisor's job. Let him do his job. Make him do his job. Fuck him if he doesn't do his job. Listen, that's it for your Uncle Jimmy. Uh, I'm gonna sign off now. And uh, I just wanted to let you know, video is going to be the future. And probably, I wanna add this before I sign off real quick, probably at some point in the future, and I know it's coming. This is what I alluded to earlier on. Sometime in the future, you will be videoed during the complete service from beginning to end. So get ready for that, I know it's coming. It may be years before it gets here, but it will get here, okay? That's where our society is headed. That's where our our consumer base is is headed to. They're gonna wanna see you ev- work on their car, they're gonna wanna see everything you do to the car. And some of you are gonna have to stop doing some of the shit you do to the cars. Uh, I mean, for Christ's sakes, if you have coffee and you're eating a Pop-Tart when you're supposed to be working on their car and they're a waiter, uh, you may get a call. Hey, listen, break time isn't until after you finish the waiter. <laughs> anyway, look seriously, uh, look forward to that. That's, that's something that's going to happen. Embrace the video. It can help you out a great deal. I have actually made sales from the video. I told somebody at one point then I, when I was doing the video that they needed tires and an alignment. The the advisor sold the tires. He did not sell the alignment. Once the customer saw the video, he called back and said, listen, give me an alignment too. So he, you can sell in the video. I just don't recommend it. It's not really part of your job. It's not something you should try to do. Also to keep the videos upbeat and make them glad they own that car. Tell them what's good. Go ahead and tell them what's bad, but tell them what's good, okay? So it isn't all bad news, all right? All right, that's enough for your Uncle Jimmy. I'm gonna sign off and get the f- out of here, all right? And I usually do that by going, see ya.